0: I want to know what is the difference between a leader and a manager in your eyes
1: oh that's a great question it's actually in my book it starts there because people told me you have to start the conversation there wow. so actually leading when you look at the i like to look at words um especially when english is not my first language so the etymology that's how you say it right etymology of the word is path
2: how can you create a transformation in others if there's no transformation in, in yourself? Join your host, Greg Favaza as your voice on the hard truths of leadership, your transformation station, connecting clarity clarity. to the cutting edge of leadership. As millennials, we can establish change, not only ourselves, but through organizational change, bringing transparency that goes beyond the organization and reflects back into ourselves, Extracting extracting actionable advice and alternative perspectives. That will take you outside of yourself. Hey,
0: Noah.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: This is another day getting after it. I like your, is this your office? I see a lot of tags you got going on back there.
1: Yeah. It's my business plan. It needs a bit of a, it needs a bit of an update, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Like that. Is there a system on how that works? I don't know if you mind like sharing that. That's the color scheme, everything. It's just really interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, It's how I mind is how my brain works. And I like to do color coding. So uh, that's, that's the way I work. I take an idea and then I, I go with it down the flow, um, deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, So, so it's kind of like my business, then the, the, the sub areas, and then I start to brainstorm and decide what I want to work on.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that as far as with the color. Is this, it's almost like a mind map, but even more finite, yeah. color coded. And then you said with subtopics, I'm assuming you have like top things are huge. We shouldn't even be focusing on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you see that the cool. yellow is kind of like the areas that I work and I try to go with the Zen concept of less oh. is more because yeah. I'm an, I'm an ideator. So I can have a lot of ideas and I learned along the time that too many ideas don't take me anywhere. So (laughs) I do less and I achieve more. (laughs) That's my.
0: I just came to that realization by that minimalistic kind of approach as far as to think less, but just to act more in the moment rather than trying to just think about it and stuff. But yeah, I want to look at you're from uh, Israel. Did you? Gr- yes. You grew up there?
1: Yeah, I grew up there. OK. Um, how, were you there? Yeah. Um, I was there until my 30s. And so 15 years ago. Now, you know how old I am. Uh, 15 years ago, uh, we moved from Israel to New York City for two years, <laughs> two years adventure. And 15 years after we are here, citizens with free, vicious teenagers. Excellent. <laughs>
0: The reason why I asked, I I trained Krav Maga for about five and a half years and it originally yeah. from Israel. And I'm just curious with your community there, is it mandatory for everybody growing up by age 18 to join the military to serve? Yes. That is very interesting to me because I want to know how the mentality it was like there And what if that's a possibility we can apply that into our culture, not the military, but to have that understanding of all those principles and what it takes to be an individual there and somehow integrate that over here. As far as what it takes to be a citizen, a more of a. Yeah,
1: it's it's, you know, there is that you're Israeli and that's what you need to do. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when you're a child and the parents say, you don't have a saying, you just do it. Yes. Uh, but Israel evolved, right? Israel is a, it's a, is a young country. So, um, it changed a lot. So years ago, like I can say 20 years ago when people didn't, didn't want to go to the army for mental health issues, um, other people in the society. saw them as kind of like, you know, kind of like betrayal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why do I need to go to the army when you don't go, right? But there are now different solutions to the idea to volunteer. You can give a year of service as a volunteer. Some people are religious. So they say, I will not fight because I'm religious. Some are not Israelis, they are Arabs. So they don't want to be in, uh, some of them don't want to be in the the Israeli army. So there are other paths right now for you to volunteer and give your time. And Mm -hmm. actually, when I have now a child that is almost 18, is a senior and a daughter who is junior and another child, but the two older ones. I actually really pushing them because I'm a coach and because I work with people and because I see how confused they are when they are 40 and they're, you know, 50, not only when they are to in their twenties, because they were so much in that industrial path, right? You finish school, you go to university in Israel, it's to, you go to the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually in Israel, after the army, a lot of people work, they save And then they go to a long travel around the world. And it gives you a perspective. So most young people in Israel start the college when they are 22, 22. 23. I was a baby. I was after the army, I was 20. And everyone called me the baby in the college. Most of them have some perspective when they come to college. Doesn't mean that all of them will work in what they study. But I find that it gives people a bigger perspective, not just, you know, what do you know when you are 18? Like I look at my kids right now, seriously. So that army service, I didn't fight. I, I was a, I was kind of like a leadership coach in the army. I learned so much. Mm -hmm. I met people from different populations that I didn't meet before. And I didn't live in, in, like a place where you're just like one kind of a, um, population. But still I was exposed to a lot of different people and opinions and and challenges. And I I thrived in the army. And actually when I look at my yes. my my siblings kids, how they are before they join the army and afterwards, there is that maturity. Oh, yes. That you sometimes don't see, not, not because, and again, most of them, like I have siblings that are in the cyber unit, right? They don't fight, but it just creates that different perspective and that taking that time off from school and that chain, chain of life that so many of us are being sucked into and don't take a moment to look back i call it you know Cheryl sandberg talking about lean in i actually invite my my the people and my kids to lean back lean back get perspective be quiet listen be curious don't talk all the time like i do right now but uh <laughs> lean back
0: reflect <laughs> we're catching that that's that's really interesting a lot of people don't catch that in the moment i feel like it takes a certain individual that is starting to rise up today and starting to lead the next generation that will lead this planet and those are starting Mm -hmm. out of the the bushes but what you said with the army i have a couple questions with that what was your mos and how long did you serve
1: I'm not sure MLS is like what I did in the army. That's what you, sorry, sometimes still.
0: Yeah, I was in the military myself, also Mm
1: army.
0: Half years, I did active duty. Mm -hmm. Half then one with the National Guard. Mm -hmm. Completely. So
1: I... Yeah. I was in the navy, the Israeli navy. Uh, I w- I didn't serve on the ships. I was in the base itself, and I worked with the officers to help them with some um, leader, you know, kind of like executive stance. Because what we say is that for you to want to follow your leader, right, your officer into the the moments that most of us don't want to go into we need to trust them and the officer needs to to learn how to do that so that was kind of like my role to teach them how to do that to help them how to create lesson plans when they need to talk in front because part of the what they what we believe in israel that the the officer role is also to teach their soldiers soldiers not just to tell them what to do but also to be an educator um and, and that's for many different reasons. So I served in the army for two years. That's the, yeah.
0: Yes, Bim. Let me stop you at the reason why I'm cutting you off is you said something very interesting. I want to know what is the difference between a leader and a manager in your eyes?
1: Oh, that's a great question. It's actually in my book. It starts there because people told me you have to start the conversation there. Wow. So actually leading when you look at the, I like to look at words, Um, especially when English is not my first language. So the etymology, that's how you say it, right? Etymology of the word is path. So leadership leader is path. And the difference between a manager and a leader is that manager focuses on getting results. That's their job they have results and they they have things they need to achieve and they need to make sure people get things done. Leader has some aspects of management. They need to make sure people get results, but there is a path that you take people with you. And I believe that beyond that, that's why I call it beyond leadership. We are always on that path. It never stops. So it's never like there is a point that I get there. There is an understanding and that's, you know, I seem, you know, I see you have kind of like smiling. You understand that it yeah. never stops. It never stops. And the same with leadership. It's never like, now I'm a good leader. It's, it's that, that constant ability to understand, that ability to understand that you're in a constant learning to um, help your people become better and help yourself become a better person. Yes, so that's that's where I come from.
0: I I really like that. And one, I saw your book. I saw for maybe ten seconds, and I did not even come across. It. <laughs> but what you mentioned, as far as the position you were in, where you were serving, and what you brought up, brought that question to mind. That I believe that you knew exactly what that would be like if I were to ask you the difference between a manager and a leader, which is why I brought that up. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with the leader. It's a standard. It's a a mentality that will ripple out into everything. It's accountability. It's it's all these strong principles that you adapted from your service that you are now applying into your life. And that's what I have done in my time. And now I'm trying to get a call to action to everybody else out there as far as we need to adapt we need to evolve in the society that we have deemed accept- acceptable in today's life that is unacceptable the way we're living is something that was years ago it's time to adapt to what's mm-hmm. happening have new technology we have so much things that are happening yet we're living with this old school industrialized mindset that takes us nowhere it's yeah it's 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 sad it's very sad and
1: you know i i have to share with you something so uh, a few days ago we got an announcement from the education you know from the, the um the principal of the kids um at the high school that he's um he was promoted and he's leaving the school. And it's sad because it's really it's an amazing school. Um, it's a public school. He's doing an amazing job, uh, diversity. And I was surprised to see that we got a, a, a survey from the education board or whatever you want to call it uh, to hear the voice of the parents and the students. And they asked what. You think is important that the new principal will focus on. And yeah. what came into mind for me was I want to see a principal that asks the kids what school you want to have today and let them create a, a system where the kids lead the school and not the principal and the manager and the, sorry, the, the teachers. And that's what I'm missing right now, because we don't really know what's not working in the system. Right. We, we are in, you know, I say we're first aware less, then we're in the aware mess and then we move to the awareness. So we're in that awareness phase, understanding that college doesn't work. It's too much money ridiculous uh schools don't work right a lot of the industrial stuff that doesn't work we see now with the covid that working going to work every day nine to five is not relevant anymore so it's time to to change how we lead things so for me it was like oh my gosh i want to see my kids leading this school i want them to be engaged i want them to take ownership and not complain about the teachers all the time which they have amazing teachers i wish i had their teachers right Mm. but So sorry, I got, I got excited, but for Mm -hmm. me, leaders today, that's where I kind of like got when I stepped into leadership roles in the last few years. And I I really try to bring that into awareness with the leaders. I work is not that the focus is on you. The focus is not on you as the leader. You can lead from, you can, sometimes you lead from the front, but you can lead from the side and you can lead from the back. And when you are really a mature leader is when you let go of your ego and you raise people, I call it the next generation of leaders to step forward and you can just be in the back, have fun. Yes. Sometimes you will be uh, next to them. Sometimes you will take the front, but it's not all the time on the, in in the front. And, and that's for me, that's my perspective right now about, you know, to hear, hearing what you you shared right now about the industrial uh, situation that we are trying just to figure out how to get out of
0: yes ma'am i i love that that you just you have that understanding and that, that's it's there's a lot of different complexities in why we are not continuously adapting why our school system is garbage and why <laughs> we could go down this rabbit hole for for days
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: I mean, the issue it really comes down to is it's a top down approach and it's not looking at everybody. It's actually looking mm-hmm. at else. if we look at ourselves internally and address what am I doing wrong every day? Why do I feel this way? Well, you're not happy with yourself. You don't give yourself any value. Thus, if you don't give yourself value, why should we value you? Why should we value your work? That's that's all over. If everybody's doing that, we have this fucking hectic society that we're living in. There's definitely a mm-hmm. lot that goes into that where we can micro scrape away the contextuals.
1: So tell me more about um, yourself. It's just that I will understand and, and kind of like, I can get the gist of who you are, you know, just from this conversation and, and sorry if I sounded a bit more podcast like, but I wasn't sure, like, I didn't want to mumble and jumble when I saw the recording and I realized that sometimes, you know, I go in a conversation and it's oh, we started the podcast. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I like to not just say, Hey, it's rolling. You know, I just want to have it roll as we
1: Yeah yeah and me too but i would love to hear about you oh no well, sure. to, and in the non-formal way
0: <laughs> um i'm the youngest of seven kids uh, seven siblings uh, parents are still together i grew up in a household uh, i would say i'm a first generational uh student did an associate's degree didn't know what i was doing kind of just got a degree just because mm-hmm. I grew up being the youngest of those seven and they never passed along anything to me no guidance principles values anything to share because everybody kind of just there's a lot of uh, a lot of drama that led to very deep issues that I don't like to share as mm-hmm. a, but those issues led me into where I am today I, I either at the time When I was younger, I would either let them take take me down or I would rise above it and Mm. from a neutral perspective and make my own story rather than the story that happened happened was just a perception of my reality and what my truth is, is what I believe in and. That's really deep, but we don't need to go into that. But with no,
1: no, no. I totally. I am the youngest of four. I live oh. in the US. They are in Israel, right? Uh, yeah, I get it. And actually, I went through a process with myself that brought peace in my heart, at my heart, whatever, you, however you say that, mm-hmm. um, to find peace with my siblings and with my parents uh, that I didn't realize that I need to find. A great book to check out around that is the, if you maybe you know it, Anatomy, The Anatomy of Peace.
0: No, Um, I have not heard of that book, but I'm always open to new books.
1: Very, 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 very quick reading, very Mm -hmm. deep. They also have, I don't know if they still do that, but I also went through some courses with them. It wasn't expensive then, it was like 100 bucks or something, like very cheap. Um, But I, I went through a process of two years of finding peace in my heart. Uh, and it came again from that Israeli background of how can I bring that more into the world? But first I have to understand that about myself. Um, so it it was very impactful and allowed me to find peace in my core family with my, with one of my kids, with my son. Um, then With my siblings and it wasn't like you know like this it was about two three years of fish a very very slow process that i was willing to go into to uh get there so totally totally get where you get come from
0: did you find that helpful as far as implementing a slow process versus a drastic change in your environment and everything you're doing you're eating your everything did you find it much better for you or slow integration versus a one eighty?
1: It really depends. I believe that sometimes it's easy to go like we decided to just go clean and do the whole 30. So it's like 30 days, you cut everything, you're done. And since then we mostly follow that. I can't say I'm like too strict, but there is no sugar in the house, you know, like all that stuff. We just cut it and I I asked my husband to go on that with me because he had some health issue, not to, to lose weight. Uh, and it's actually solved a lot of problems for him, um, from health, uh, you know, health perspective. So there are some things that I find that when you cut they work. Uh, but there are some things that I believe I just finished reading the atomic habits. So he talks about all those little. Yeah.
0: With James Clear. That is a yeah. book. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a great book. And I do, I do believe that a lot of little changes, bring that big change. And actually in that course that I mentioned, um, I went through kind of like, it's the first time I said, I have to get certified with everything they talk about because it's philosophy. It's not, it's not all the, there is a lot of BS out there. Um, as a coach, I see a lot of BS <laughs> that people try to sell you certifications for this and that. And for me, the idea, uh there, uh, there, are Arbinger Institute and Arbinger Institute, they really come from, from the philosophy of Martin Buber, who is a philosopher, um, of how we look at people. And, um, and in that, In that class, uh, one of the leaders of the class, she tried to push me to find peace with my siblings. And she said, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not ready yet. It will happen, but not now. I still need to go through some stuff with myself. And she kept pushing me and I kept saying no. Mm -hmm. And I. That's something that I also do a lot with my clients. I tell them if you are not ready to find peace with someone, it's okay. Give yourself permission to say, "I'm not ready yet," because it will come when you're ready. And if it will take you two years, and if it will take you ten years, you can't. There are some things you can't force. Um, so, I can relate
0: you on that. Yeah. As far as with reading a particular book maybe two years ago, there was a specific little thing that caught your attention. And now two years later, you come across something else that is in a completely different topic, Mm -hmm. resonates with you from that specific thing two years ago. That is what connects clarity into your life and allows you to address something much larger than the thing that you just connected. It allows you to almost Detach from yourself to see something that occurred in your transgressions and allow you to go very deep into the root of something that you created internally that affects you to this day for no apparent reason that you don't understand
1: it's yeah and uh it's just meeting people where they are and sometimes we need to meet ourselves where we are uh and that's why sometimes i have problems with people that push too hard when people are not ready, uh, I do believe that we need to meet people where they are and, and dance with them. Um, and not, and not the other way around. Um, it's okay to poke and say, Hey, I see you, see you hiding. But if the, if the, you know, the, the feedback I get is I'm not ready yet, We can have a conversation. Maybe you are lying to yourself. Maybe you're not. But if you're real with yourself and you know that it's not the time, so it's fine. Um, And we need to work with us, not against us. So I find that sometimes I say something to someone, you know, someone that knows me. I say something and then they come to me two years after and they say, you 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 were able to see something i was not able to see now i see it um i want to work with you or i decided to go on that new path and yeah. that's really fun for me to see um and and it's that they kind of like i i wasn't able to understand what you were saying then but now i can so <laughs> it's fine I, I don't even remember that i say it but
0: <laughs> right. which is difficult it's like I would struggle like this is what you have to do. Trust me. I've been down this road. Mm-hmm. I combed the desert and I found nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yes, I would like to transition this out.
1: I wanna respect your time. I appreciate it. Um happy holidays to you and Oh, thank you. Love months. Okay. You too. Talk All to right. you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening
2: to Your Transformation Station, your voice on the hard truths of leadership. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Remember, Your Transformation Station is on all major platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, and YouTube. At YTS, the podcast and visit the website at YTS, the till next time.